You're listening to the Movie Crew Podcast, and tonight we're going to talk about Brian De Palma's crime drama thriller, The Untouchables. You no trouble. Me, fifth element. You will be a weapon. You will be a minister of death, praying for war. But until that day, you are cute. Sound off like you got a pair. Headed for a disaster of biblical proportion. What do you mean, biblical? What he means is Old Testament, yes. Mr. Mayor. Real wrath of God type stuff. Dead fire and brimstone coming down from the skies. Rivers and seas boiling. Forty years of darkness, earthquakes, volcanoes, the dead rising from the grave. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together. That's hysteria. Welcome to the podcast. We're your host. I am Brian Elkins. With me here tonight, cinematographer Jared Cowan. How you doing, Brian? I am doing fantastic, sir. We also have DP Mike Griggs. Hey, 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 hey. And costume designer Kristen Jones. Hello, hello. Hey, guys. Here we are, continuing Sean Connery Tribute Month with the film where the man won his Oscar for Best yes. Supporting Actor. Really? <laughs> wait, hey, wait, he's wait. got the he's got the accent this time. No, he, he does, does have, have the accent. accent yeah, he <laughs> elevates this movie. It's, it's how everything you wanted. You, like, how can you not think he that he would elevate win an Oscar this, for this movie? He doesn't just because elevate this movie. I didn't he think is that this movie. Was, yeah, he is this movie. He does elevate this movie. I didn't. I thought the movie was. I can't. Yeah. I didn't think that. Okay. Cool. He, yeah, he, he was, did a great job. He was the best part of this movie, for sure. <laughs> all right, all right. Nine out of ten. Let's move on. <laughs> great movie. See you next week, guys. <laughs> Sends one of yours to the hospital. You send one of his to the morgue. It's a Chicago way, guys. Chicago. Uh, Chicago. <laughs> and our first Brian De Palma flick. You guys, uh, you guys Brian De Palma fans here? I don't know, Brian. I was uh, looking to see what else he did. He's kind of one of these guys that does movies that you didn't know he did. You know, he did that, like, Scarface movie, I think. And then he did, yep. like, um... Carrie? Oh, uh, Domino. What? He, we didn't do Domino. He didn't do Domino. Domino that was Tony was, Scott. Tony Scott, yeah. It says director Domino. Yeah. That, no. Not that Domino. I don't know what you He did direct at. Domino. It's just a different Domino. It's 2019 Domino. He did direct a movie called Domino? I, yeah. I haven't seen that. I'm a big fan of Blowout, though. That's a great one. Which you never watched, Jared? <sighs> I didn't get to it because I didn't. I didn't know. I didn't know who Brian De Palma was. I'm a bad filmmaker. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know things like I should. I mean, I I I was surprised to hear that he did Carrie. I was like, oh wow. Uh, 
I have seen something that he's done. I'm most never familiar s- with him from the first Mission Impossible. He, oh, yeah. he directed the first Mission Impossible? Yeah. yeah. I love that movie. Set the tone for the whole thing. Red light! Green light! <laughs> <laughs> Classic. Explosive yeah, man. chewing gum. Toast. Oh. Toast. Toast. I use that all the time. Toast. All the time. Toast. Toast. You can still see some of those same filmmaking techniques, uh, like the split diopters, uh, his use of dolly shot, his use of POV um, yeah. in Mission Impossible and, and in this film. I mean, the, those are kind of like his, uh, I don't know, hallmarks. They're like I, uh, lo- I, lo- I love the POV papers. stuff. The POV stuff is really cool. Oh, yeah, dude. I, I really like it in the, um, well, it's in Sean Connery's death scene. Yeah. Like right, right before he gets uh, he gunned down. It's a nice, like, horror movie moment. Very Halloween. Oh, yeah. Yeah, very, very, very Halloween. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally felt that. It, it was, like, really polished Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. They had, like, $25 million. I know you million. take that as a slight. Yeah, no, I know. Come on. Yeah. $25 million. It better be, damn it. <laughs> Halloween didn't even have, like, a million. So, you know, a little bit different ballgame. I wish I had time to, like, really, like, study this movie a little bit more because, like... I wanted to know what film stocks they shot on and lenses and stuff like that because it looks really cool and it, it has a it kind of changes its look as it goes and then I was studying the film and, and I learned that it, it it's basically just trying to be a western you know it's it's like a it's like a mobster western set in the city and all that would you agree with that Brian yeah I, well the filmmakers uh, it didn't have that intention they were just kind of I, and I think a lot of it is like. At the time, they were going for like uh, you know in the 30s. There's less people. It's less crowded. So all of the scenes with extras and stuff, uh, with the exception of the courtroom scenes, you'll notice that there's very few people around. There's a lot hmm. of negative space, um, and I, I do think that makes it feel like a western. And they were just trying to go for a more like time accurate look and what? setting. Was that accurate though? Because I feel like cities were traditionally more crowded because you had more people living together. It was more packed. Like, if you look at pictures of Chicago and New York at the turn of the last century, they are super packed. Like, you had people, like, laying, like, sleeping in the living rooms, lining up. Like, people were, like, renting spaces on the floors kind of thing. It's not like now where everyone has their own apartment. I I thought the lack of people was like very i actually like at at one point i was like are they even shooting in chicago because like there's nobody (laughs) here (laughs) like where did all of the people go but i mean oh i was gonna like bring up that serial killer that like killed all those people in chicago i don't remember his name oh oh e h h h holmes or something i don't remember but like yeah 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 yeah, like they just killed them and no one missed them. So like I feel like they had a lot of people. Like there was only like five people in this movie. So like I think people would miss them if they were being murdered. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the the but thinking of that it as a western, uh, if you look at that scene where they're all like in the cabin and like you know uh, planning out their their heist or whatever, like you know yeah. their, their their little thing, it totally looks like a western. Like with like the the lens the lens and like the the film of the time it feels like an old western from the 70s just like the way it's lit 
that was in cool. that section. But aren't they? They're not in Chicago at that point. They're like no, somewhere they're near the Canadian, the Canadian border. border. Not, yeah. yeah, that that whole scene has a different feel to it. They're, they're riding yeah. fucking horses, you yeah. know, like yeah. <laughs> yeah. shooting the Tommy guns. At yeah, that insane scene, blowing up entire car windows with one sh- shotgun sh- Dude, shell. Like, that, yeah. That's what the movie. I was just like, what is happening? <laughs> yeah. He just kind of waves the gun, and they magically blow up. Like, it's, okay, that's cool. It. It's like violence in, in stuff from my childhood. I don't know. It's it, it's 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 like fantastical violence. It's it's yeah. not super realistic. It's it's exciting. You know. It's it's um. It's ultra violence. Is it? <laughs> yeah. I feel like I could watch this movie with my mom. You know, like 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 she could she she'd be into it. You know, it wouldn't be. <laughs> I don't I mean, know. That's... She would be. But... I don't know, man. She... Kevin Costner's on the screen looking hot as fuck, bro. My mom's like, ooh. Who who did you say was looking hot? Kevin Costner. Costner. You didn't think so? You know, I had a really big problem with Kevin Costner because he couldn't do the accent. He like at one point he said Chicago and like that's the extent of his accent was like that one Chicago that he like did the accent and the rest of the time. I was just like, dude, like, where are you from? Like, you're so naive and you can't even do the accent. Like you clearly just like showed up from nowhere to do this movie. Like there's (laughs) nothing went into it. Like there there was not even like acting really like I I just like he wasn't from Chicago, though. Like, I don't, he shouldn't have a Chicago. Elliot, Elliot Nash? Yeah. The guy he's based on? Well, I don't know about from? the actual guy, but uh, Elliot Ness, and he was assigned to Elliot Chicago. Ness. Yeah. Uh, he was, uh, uh, in the very beginning of the movie, he's assigned to the Treasury Department. And, like, he doesn't know any of the it cops. Says he, I'm sorry. It says he was born in Chicago, so that's not accurate. Oh. Well, it, it, he doesn't know the police department there? Yeah, that was the the other thing. Well, I don't think this movie's accurate to history in any way, shape, or form. (laughs) (laughs) Let's be, like, 100% open with that. Like, how they even capture Capone I can... No. I can get I can I can buy that he is just some dude who gets like randomly assigned to this department and like is like oh I'm gonna take down Al Capone like okay sure like fine and we'll go along with that but like the rest like it like it just seemed it just seemed like he yeah like he like they just plucked him out of like California and he's <laughs> just so happy-go-lucky and he's like, oh, I can't drink and I'm not going to shoot a gun and I would never kill anybody. Thank you. But no. And I was just like, sir, like, what are we doing here? Like, uh, uh. but then I'd not to support Sean Connery, who's just like a wannabe gangster. Like he clearly was rejected from Al Capone's gang and has like, a, <laughs> you know, some sort of grudge against them. Like, so, I mean, like, where's the middle ground here? I don't know. But I think, are you I think willing to do to what needs to be done? They're supposed to be the <laughs> are supposed to be the good guys, and Al Capone's supposed to you know they're supposed to be the bad guys. It's supposed yeah, to be very. Yeah, but how is it that Sean Connery magically knows every single thing about? How, no, it's because he's been operate. in the police force. He know he knows that it's corrupt. I thought about that too. That that that, that bugged me. I was like, what the fuck? And they even bring it up in the movie. He's like, how do you know this? And he's like, I'm just good like, police every, work. Everyone knows. <laughs> everyone knows where the booze is. No, they but answer it in the film. He, he, he gets would in a know, fight, though. A fight with the captain. It, it, the captain's been feeding him the information. Remember the alleyway fight with the silvered-haired police? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, that guy's okay. been feeding him info. Because even there, he says, like, you understand I'm a dead man if they find out I told you? So he's the one that told him about the, I guess, <laughs> was it the post office? Uh, 
uh, distillery they had in the back. What, what, I don't know how they, <laughs> how that works out or how they. This <laughs> massive, like you know, Indiana yeah. Jones fucking like you know, like where you hide in the Ark of the Covenant, like massive fucking warehouse of fucking booze. <laughs> but they got they got four guys and shotguns, so everybody's yeah. arrested. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh come on, really? What's going on here? I would have been like, peace out, catch me. This isn't right. Oh, that's a good scene, man. I like the music there. Music's cool. Like, like you know, in the in the, in the cowboy scene where they're all out, you know, wrestling up the the baddies. You know, the, the music's really cool. And um, who's who's the accountant guy who they is like? If you got a badge, you can hold a gun. Uh, that guy. Oh, well, the uh, actor from American Graffiti. Oh, it is that dude, isn't it? Yeah, well, I forget what his name is. Charles something. Charles Martin Smith. There you go. I, I, is that I the love Italian him. guy, or is that a different guy? No, that's that's Andy Garcia. Andy Garcia. Oh is yeah. The I liked him a lot. Very young Andy Garcia. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah. Sliding into home at the end there, Andy Garcia. Uh, but um, the uh, the little accountant guy goes up and he like you know he's bu- he's murking motherfuckers with a shotgun and then he goes up and then he like you know takes a little sip of whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love, I love you know, it. It just like, shows the hypocrisy of the entire yep. fucking thing. You know, we're out killing people over fucking booze, and but we're all still you know gotta have a little sip. Even in Sean Connery's like death taste. scene, uh, he's getting the what is it, whiskey or bourbon or something out of the uh, the stove where yeah. he's got it hidden. I don't know. I like that. It makes him human. And even like yeah, Elliot no Ness at the end, like I like the uh, I like how the movie ends with the you know oh, alcohol is going to come legal. What are you going to do? I think I'm going to get a drink. Cue yeah. the score. No, I hated that. I hated, you hated that? that because no, it's again, it's just he's like this happy go lucky like wannabe cop who has no real integrity, no real values, and he just is along for the ride because he just wants like fame and he wants to say that he's done something. And also, I would like to point out how. Fucking awful! The the fem- the one female character is in this. She gives fucking birth, and Kevin Kevin Costner's like, "Sorry, was it there?" And she's like, "It's okay. Are you making progress on your case?" I was like, "Girl, <laughs> That's for real? Yeah. What the hell?" I no. <laughs> No. That was so bad. I had to rewind it and be like, "Wait, she just gave birth to their son?" <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. Well, you know, I see Kristen watching this movie like. Ugh. It's the whole time. <laughs> okay, honestly, I was like kind of mad because I really wanted to see more of Robert De Niro. That was Robert De Niro, right? I really wanted to see more of Al Capone because I was like, why is he like the most interesting character? Like Sean Connery's okay, but he just like has a lot of grudge, like a grudge clearly against somebody. I think it's against, I, I'm pretty sure he's like rejected from Al Capone's gang. So he joined the police force. And so like, it checks out, you know, um, he was he was decent. Sean Connery is good. I enjoyed Sean Connery's character, but then he dies, and like there's still more to the movie for some reason. Um, and then I was just like, well, can we go back to Al Capone because like, like they try to establish him as a bad guy because he like beats somebody like with a baseball bat. But like honestly, all of those little so-called good cop, like why why is it okay for all of the good so-called good police treasury people to kill all those people? Because like what they have a heart of gold. How do you know Al Capone doesn't have a heart of gold? Like. I just feel like this is like very like they're the same kinds of people and I don't I can't root for well, whatever they no, the Al, Al Capone Al, murders that girl in the very beginning of the movie like dude they blow Mister, that whole building you forgot up. your bomb yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fuck that was great yeah. man I was I like all that. right this movie's taking off really great yeah like I wanted to see more of that and instead we just get Kevin Costner walking around not understanding what life is and so I was I felt kind of cheated honestly 
I don't think they what no, I think they were trying to portray his character as like he's going to have to like even set well I mean they say it in the movie where he's like you know I'm going to have to break you know laws that I swore to uphold. Yes, he's going to have to become a bad guy to be the bad guy. So why is he dif- how is he different than from the bad guy? Well, I, think I don't buy his whole, part of gold. I think that's the whole point of the movie though. Right, that's that's it. why they're showing you the news clips and they it. and they show you the cops and Al Capone and how the news is how they're both manipulating the news for their own advantages, and how maybe that's also controlling the narrative. Yeah, and I think they're so I think they're both corrupt in their own ways. And Ooh, so yeah. how can I root for Kevin Costner, who's a terrible actor and doesn't even have a Chicago accent in this? He doesn't. <laughs> that's his thing, Kristen. No, he does accents badly. He, well, he, he doesn't, doesn't do accents all. in any movie. Yeah, even Robin Hood. Bullshit. He's, Robin Hood, Prince hey, Robin of Robin Hood, there's a few scenes. Just his, the same exact accent. <laughs> there's a few scenes in Robin Hood where he's okay, throwing some game. <laughs> there are like one or two scenes in that two and a half hour movie where, where he attempted. You know, I would rather if this. Okay, if we could like recut this without Kevin Costner and it was just like Sean Connery. Versus Robert De Niro, I would love, like, I would watch that movie. This is the movie that made Kevin Costner, though. Kevin Costner well, would not be a movie star without really this Really sad. Film. I feel really bad for everyone in 1987 if this was it's their not, best option. Wow. Did we watch the same movie? Um, I, did anyone else think that Robert De Niro looks just like James Gandolfini in this? No. Really? Yeah, just because he put on weight? It's or maybe it's like James Gandolfini is ripping this off big time. Like you know, <laughs> I'm just saying. Like in the Sopranos, man, I was looking at like a, the, some of these scenes. I was like, man, it looks just like James Gandolfini in the Sopranos. Uh, I mean, yeah, right, I, I'm gonna get some screenshots. Why do I always have to get fucking screenshots? Because you just face. you're like way more detail oriented than we are, Jared. So <laughs> that's why. Yeah. I believe you. I just haven't watched the Sopranos. So. Are you gonna um, say Bob Haskins looks just like him next? No, motherfucker, not every fat dude looks the same. But when you're framing somebody as a fucking mobster and they're and they're just they, You know yeah. what? Oh, uh, speaking of play mobsters look the same. Speaking of the fat mobsters. It's not true. On. Big pussy doesn't look like fucking this. Like <laughs> All right. Continue. <laughs> are, are, for, you guys, yeah. are you guys all right, all right. No, I was I was, was going to change the subject slightly, but if you guys... I no, mean, no, no, you no, 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 no. That was a good beat. That was a good beat. Move on. <laughs> all right, all right. No, I was going to say the other thing that I really hated that, like, if I was, like, um, you know, a gangster in charge of fucking Chicago and I had a bunch of henchmen around me and I was, like, making threats and people were threatening me and then I, my fucking henchmen were like, oh, Kristen, calm down and, like, trying to pull me away, I would murder <laughs> all those fucking assholes because what they should be doing is pulling out their guns and killing all of those assholes who were threatening me like i like there were so many scenes where robert de niro was like being pulled away by his little henchmen and I'm like what kind of henchmen are they like that's not that's they're not protecting the boss no they need to be killing people protecting him from okay? himself apparently Pro- yeah protecting him from himself and there was like the scene where he's coming down the stairs it's so bad because robert de niro like stops himself before and then the guys grab him <laughs> Like, yeah. They were like too late. The guys are like too late on that. And like, no, I just like I, I I mean, I'm not like a gangster. So maybe this isn't how it works. But like from what I understand, gang, you know, Al Capone like ran the town and no one was supposed to fuck with him. But here's somebody fucking with him. And so like I would just like kill them. Like, I don't understand the problem. Well, I mean, he didn't kill him in real life. So 
I don't know. <laughs> so you're saying he's like a pussy and like can't do shit is what you're saying. Like I he's mean, at this point, you know. he's just fat and old and not doing anything. I, I don't know. Did you? Would you want to like kill like a, a police officer? You know, like wouldn't that would just bring I? more? Sure. No, I mean like Al Capone. Wouldn't that like bring more heat onto the? You know, not to. I'm pretty sure Al Capone had enough heat. Like he was being chased. By like the, the police, no, like what? that dude no, right, he paid right there. Everybody off. Like he just bribed everyone. I mean, that's the title uh, of the movie, The Untouchables, oh, right? Well, then, so oh, okay, so yes, Kevin. So this, okay, I missed that part. So the point of the movie is that Kevin Costner has a heart of gold and won't take bribes, but will murder people to get what he wants. That's what we're going for here. But it's okay because he won't take a bribe. Look, it. I, I'm not saying it's not comically black and white you know and it is prohibition which is kind of ridiculous that all these people are being murdered to keep alcohol off the streets but it is kind of the conceit of the movie i mean you have Wait. to go with it i don't have i don't have to go, I don't have to go. <laughs> <laughs> or not and then you know just not enjoy it but i mean yeah i don't know it's it is cartoony i'm not going to say it's not it's very melodramatic you know Look, I could, I mean, I didn't hate the cartoony aspects of it. And I like, I didn't notice that it was like a Western until you guys pointed that out. And I can see that and I appreciate that. I I can get behind a lot of that. I just, I hate Kevin Costner. Okay. Oof. Oh, you're breaking my heart. I, I, I mean, I love some Kevin Costner. Really? What is he good in? Because maybe I haven't seen it. Oh, what is he? What is he not good? At? Like, let's. Well, like this dreams. one for starters. Field of dreams. That was oh, there. What? What'd she just say? She said this was not. She, Kevin Costner was not good in this, is what she's saying. Oh my god! Um, have you seen Waterworld? No. Good, he's good in there. Dances Wolves. No Dances way out. Wolves. Dances of Wolves. Waterworld. The Postman. God. Oh man, I love the Postman. Ooh. Oh, just hitting all the highlights here. The war with a. Oh wait, Elijah you know what Wood? I saw? Oh, wait, wait, wait you know which? One? I think I saw. Maybe this isn't. I'm looking. I'm trying to look him up. But was he in that movie where he wins the lottery and he gives part of it to like the waitress or something? I saw that movie. Mm, I, I think that's Al Pacino. No, it's um, not. Yeah, isn't that like an Al Pacino movie where like no, him and? Uh, <laughs> or is it Nicholas Cage? I'm not it. Oh, it might be Nicholas Cage. It, it's either Nicholas Cage or Al Pacino. It's one but of like, them. Honestly, it, yeah, because they're very interchangeable. So. He's great and wide. Like here, you know. JFK, Tin um, Cup. Tin, oh, I love Tin Cup. Fuck, man, that's mm, <laughs> that's a great fucking movie, bro. Uh, also, the the Bodyguard. Oh. Yeah, I don't think I've seen any Kevin Costner movies, so this is my first Kevin Costner movie, and it was talking not school, great. It was not great. It was actually really bad. So. Well, this was his first starring role, so, you know, we'll, we'll give him a little bit of... Uh, okay, so he didn't know how to act yet, is what you're saying, and he gets better. I thought he did a fight. Like, I mean, for what this fucking part is, it's the most boring part in the whole film. I think he carries it well. No, he carries it, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that that's all you can ask for for a lead actor, you know? Just just have a little charisma. Just Show up. On Show screen. up and say your lines, please. <laughs> I thought he said that's, his That is the though. job. Wait, we've said on the podcast, shut up, hit your mark, say your lines so we can move on. <laughs> there are times when that's necessary, but also if there could be a little bit of acting involved, like that would be great. Just give a little bit of personality. That's what Sean Connery is here for. Yeah, Sean Connery was so good. Like, if I was Sean Connery, I'd be pissed that I that Kevin Costner got like higher build. Was wait, was Kevin Costner higher build? He certainly yeah. was in it for longer. I'd be pissed if I was Sean Connery. At least Sean Connery got that the Oscar for that, and, and hopefully Kevin Costner did not. Did he get like best lead, and Sean Connery got like best supporting lead? Because I'd be no. pissed. 
the movie was up for uh, four Oscar nods. It was nominated for uh, art direction, costume design, score, mm-hmm. and of course it won Best Supporting Actor. Okay. That makes sense. I Yeah, the costumes were uh, awesome. I love the costumes. Yeah, every single uh, every single scene with, with, with Robert De Niro was just fantastic with all the decadence and the craziness. Uh, Billy Drago's costumes and his whole performance is very over the top. I mean, like, you know, it's very cartoony. You don't, you, you don't think so? It's no more cartoony than Robert De Niro. When, when, when he, when he's standing on the fire escape and he's like popping off uh, shots and he, and he shoots uh, the dude in the doorway uh, with the Tommy gun, the way he's lit right there. And he's like, ah, in that like stance straight out of a comic book, you know, But I thought they were kind of doing that. The, the only, yeah, yeah I, the, the only thing I didn't like about that scene was that he shoots Sean Connery, what, 10, 20 times. And then Sean Connery is like, die. I'm going to crawl across the floor. <laughs> and I was like, is he survive? Like, is he going to like get to a phone call and call an ambulance? Like, what's He's gotta happening have that big here? Line. He's got to have that big line. He's got to be alive long enough for someone to come there and see that he's dying. Are you going to do what needs to be done? What's the line, Brian? Uh, what? His, no, no, Sean his, his final, his death. final, his his, his death. Oh, uh, what, what is it? What does he say? Uh, what are you prepared to do? What needs to be done? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> uh, I yeah. feel like if Sean Connery, let's make this a full-on western. Like if Sean Connery was like a rival gang, like that would be so much better. Like Street Wars, that'd be better. He was in the rival gang. He's part of the no the justice. I gotta kill the bad guys. That. No. Like he Sean Connery's such a badass he picks up a fucking dead dude and like and like someone talk. Yeah, dude. That was like the most exciting moment of the whole film though. What? And, like, that was if, excellent. If, if, if the rest of the film had that much chaotic, like improvisational energy, I think I would have been a lot more. It's nineteen eighty six, bro. Like, you gotta think about that. This was pretty like you don't you don't think so? That was that wasn't pretty like hardcore? For the time, yeah, no, it was totally. It was this. This was great. What do you? What? You, what, what uh, no, I'm saying if if the rest of it had that energy, uh, like that level of like, oh shit's going down and happening. Brian was thought we was gonna come in here and be like, so, this movie's amazing. So wait, the, like, you're saying the, in, the interrogation scene is the highlight of the fucking film for you? Like, yeah, excitement wise. Wait, yeah, what was your was high- only- what was your highlight? Oh my god! Like, I think the two most impressive scenes are easily the the them waiting at the train station, the the stair sequence, the right? baby with oh, the baby. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's yeah. total homage to Battleship Potunka. Fucking, that's real suspense. Uh, so amazing. That scene right there is, is the is fact like that the baby didn't cry suspense. once is what is amazing. He honestly. was into it, bro. He was no. Like, there's no way that baby was into it. Afterwards, come on, did you, did you hear him? He was like, ah. "That that baby." Did you see the way Kevin Costner was yanking him up those stairs? No, no, no. That's not mm-hmm. that's not realistic at well, all. He's gonna have some head trauma later in life. Nobody's <laughs> nobody's saying he's not gonna. You know, bro, they gotta get an elevator in that fucking building. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, holy shit! I love all the assholes that are like walking right by her with all the luggage. <laughs> I, but you know what? That's stop. so good. Like, it's huh. it's it's that really good fun. for his for his character. I mean, like you know that, that's you know he he's there. He knows what he's got to do, but damn it, I had to stop and help this. God, I just can't let her. Oh, you know. Yeah, because he's not really a good person. He's doing it out of obligation, and it, that doesn't make you a good person. That makes you someone who doesn't have any. Integrity. Wait, it's not an obligation. His obligation is to do his job. He didn't have to help that woman right there. And we, like the movie goes out of their way to show everybody else walk by. 
her. Like honestly, so. the person who I really enjoyed in that scene was Andy Garcia because not only does he shoot the bad guy, but he also saves the baby and he doesn't do it because he feels bad and he's like, oh, I have to save the baby even though I want to like shoot people. <laughs> like he's like, no, I can do both, motherfucker. Like Kevin Costner needs to take notes. Oh, he does have the coolest fucking shot, man. I love that goddamn, that fucking I, I, I love that they set that up earlier. Fucking close up of him. God, it's so good. I, I just love, I love, I love, you know, that's, that's part of a movie is set it up and knock it down, you know, like, so, so, so it plays later, but it's, it's so good. You know, you see him, he's, he's a crack shot, you know, shooting a smiley face or, you know, eyes into a damn target. You, and yeah, you know, pulling it he, out of his, out of the, the back of his pants to start it too. Like that was pretty baller. Yeah. Oh, and, but also, uh, Kevin Costner catches that gun like a fucking beast in that, uh, coming down the end of the that's stairs. Fair. They, yeah. that, that's fair. That's bad. He just tosses it and he's like. Put your glove out in the air. I'll take care of the rest. But uh, <laughs> so oh, fucking I got you. awesome, bro. I'll, I'll get it in there. But no, um, you know he's like, you got, you got, you got the shot, and he's like, I got it. Like you, you know he has it because you, yeah, you've already you seen him. He's a badass. You're like, oh man. And they and they they, they let that live a little bit with the edit, you know, because you get the yeah. everybody's reaction, like just like fucking uh, what's the what's the damn uh, Clint Eastwood fucking shootout scene. What, Brian, we uh, talked about bro, it. Which one? What are you, what are you talking about? Yeah, you're gonna well, they cut to everybody's eyes. You know, they cut to everybody's reaction before the show. Oh, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Good, good the bad, and the ugly. It totally made me think about that. Oh, I can see that. I can see that. Because, because it cuts to everybody's close up, you know, and you see everybody's face and shit, especially the, the dude who's all like itchy trigger finger, you know, uh, holding the hostage. Yeah, that whole thing's great. Yeah. Honestly, like, okay, if we could redo this whole movie with, like, Sean Connery and Andy <laughs> Garcia on one side, and then Robert De Niro and that weird guy on, on the other team, like, as the two, like, I would, I would, yeah, Drago, <laughs> I would be so into that, like, that would be amazing. Man, I can't believe you guys are so down on the Untouchables, man. This is kind of this kind of hurt my heart a little bit. I think this is like fucking the masterclass in fucking filmmaking here. It's twenty twenty, really? bro. Yeah, bringing you down. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, but did you see the parts though that Kevin Costner was in? Because I feel like that's <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, yeah. This is like uh, whatever. Like okay, so like here's the thing with like fucking action movies in the United States of America. We have the most bland fucking vanilla, right? Uh, white guys that come in and they are like action stars. Right? Yeah, I don't want to root for them. Well, you know, that's just so that's the audience I... pr- can project onto, and then we populate the film with more interesting characters. All right, so your main focal point is literally just a slaughter machine going from one thing to another. You give them one-liners every now and again to make, keep them a little interesting and funny, but then we populate the entire world. Like even if you're thinking about like the good Arnold Schwarzenegger films, like you remember the Schwarzenegger one-liners, but think about like all the char- like in Predator. Think of all the think of all the supporting characters there. That's what you remember in the movie because they have the cool lines. They have the cool moments. and You want to know more about those characters and you don't get to know more. Well, I think you don't get to know more because people are racist and they think that those interesting characters can't support the movie. So they have to give them to the generic blonde white guy. Oh, that's why. Yeah. Most action stars are, you know, kind of generic. generic. And well, you don't, don't know because, wait, long. who's that guy? Bruce Willis? Like, he's not like he has like way more personality than Kevin Costner. To the rule. Like, oh, yeah, I mean, like, he did Die Hard. Like, that's what changed yeah, the action that's, star. That's now I know what a TV dinner feels like. Yeah. Because <laughs> he, like, it was a, it was kind of a fuck-up. You know, it was, like, always getting himself hurt. I don't know. To the coast, we'll have some laughs. 
Yeah, and like in this movie, like I mean, some of these like even the the characters in the movie are even making fun of like Elliot Ness for being like a what, what do they call him like a, a crusader, a cop. You know, and he's like, hey, did you hear what he said out there when we did the raid? He said, yeah, let's go do some good. <laughs> let's do some good. Yeah, I think that's the, but I think that's the problem that I have with it is that he is like this crusader and he is, you know, this do-gooder that everyone makes fun of. And at the end, like, he's like, oh, I'm going to have a drink. And he's like, like, you're supposed to root for him. And I don't think there's anything to root for there. He can't even like be present at the birth of his child. Like, I just, I don't know. Yeah, different times, you know. He was trying to do some good, Kristen. Is he He's trying to make shit happen? Is he? Why? He's why does to clean he want to? Streets. Why does he want to take Al Capone down? Because that's his uh, job. No, it's not his job. Why does no, he want to take Al Capone? The, the the lady in the all right. So the the little girl that blew up in the beginning. They, there's a whole reason scene like right after that. Right after he gets Her his mom. first blood. Yeah, the bus. The mom comes in there. She's like, oh, I know you're a father, too, blah, blah. So, you know, yeah, they, they throw it in, the, in your face. Like, the whole reason that scene exists is to answer that question. I didn't get it. I was bored by that. Um, it was about the pew-pews and the bang-bangs. That's the whole point. <laughs> Innocent blood is being spilt in the street so people can get drunk. Oh, it sounds like life. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Prohibition was so stupid. What are you going to do? I mean, all right, hold on. No, because, hold on, because historically... People used to get drunk, like, with breakfast and with lunch and with dinner. And so, like, I kind of understand why Prohibition happened was because we were, as a country, we were drinking significantly more than we drink currently. And Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a thing. Like, you would just drink all the fucking time. And so I, I kind of, I, I'm not saying I agree with Prohibition, but, like, I get where they were coming from. Really? Like, I would think that alcohol would be more expensive. No, it's because um, they had, like, an excess of either corn or wheat. I don't remember. And so they just, like, converted it to alcohol. And then they were like, let's make it super cheap. And everyone was just like, cool. And no, 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 no. It's like, it's a thing. It's, you can look it up. Yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't know that either. I just thought that America was being super prude. I mean, also that. Sure. Yes. I mean, I'm not saying that, like. No. Trying to make the better world, you know, to make a better world. No more booze. No more booze. I mean, I'm sure it was being led by the woman who was like beaten by her alcoholic husband or something. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm sure, you know. But like, yeah, we used to drink as a country used to drink significantly more than we drink now. Maybe not now because of the pandemic, but like generally. <laughs> Have you guys been drinking more since uh, the world ended? I've been drinking less, actually. Wow. I don't drink alone, and so there's nowhere to go, so I don't drink. Well, I'm glad we allow you to drink, because <laughs> technically you're not alone. That's right. Movie That's why podcast. she does the podcast. <laughs> it's the only reason I'm here. It's like, the only reason I'm here. <laughs> She's like, I can tolerate you in these terrible movies with Kevin Costner as long as there's booze with extra olives. Pass the gin. Man, I didn't even count my olives in my martini today. I was just like dumping them. It was great. One for every bad Kevin Costner movie. Oh my gosh. All right. We're gonna take a break and we're gonna we're gonna turn those frowns upside down. Turn them into smiles galore. We're gonna watch the trailer for Brian De Palma's The Untouchables. We'll be back. I grew up in a tough neighborhood. Sometimes a reputation follows you. Robert De Niro is Al Capone. There is violence in Chicago, of course, but not by me and not by anybody I employ. And I'll tell you why, because it's not good business. Kevin Costner is Elliot Ness. I have 
sworn to put this man away with any and all legal means at my disposal, and I will do so. Sean Connery is Jimmy Malone. You want to get Capone? Here's how you get him. He pulls a knife, you pull a gun. He sends one of yours to the hospital, you send one of his to the morgue. Catch the Chicago way. You just joined the Treasury Department, son. Everybody knows where the booze is. The problem isn't finding it. Let's do some good! The problem is who wants to cross the pond. Somebody messes with me, I'm gonna mess with him. You carry a badge? Yes. Carry a gun. Get your hands in the air! You're all under arrest. You fellas are untouchable. Is that the thing no one can get to you? Hey, everybody can be gotten to. All right, then. Drive him to the station. Anything happens, you shoot first. You understand me? Well, I'll tell you one more thing. You got an all-out price fight, you wait till the fight's over, one guy's left standing, and that's how you know who won. Just tell me, are you being careful? Careful as mice. I want to hurt the man, Malone. I want to start taking the battle to him. I want to hurt Capone. This man can finger Al Capone. This man can put Capone behind bars. Well, what's the matter? Can't you talk with a gun in your mouth? You're not to prove your methods. Yeah? Well, you're not from Chicago. I want you to find this Nancy boy, Elliot Ness. I want him dead. I want his family dead. Pictures presents a Brian De Palma film. I have forsworn myself. I have broken every law I swore to defend. I have become what I beheld, and I am content that I have done right. You got nothing, nothing, and if you were a man, you would have done it now. Never stop fighting till the fight is done. The Untouchables. All right, we're back. That was the trailer for Brian De Palma's The Untouchables. Why the fuck didn't they use that Marconi score, man, in that goddamn man. trailer? What the fuck was up with the whoop, whoop, what, what the fuck windpipe <laughs> noise was that? Come on. I like I that was, trailer. I love the trailer. Like, honestly, if they had gone more like that as a movie, like, I think it would be way better. Did you notice how they cut a lot of Kevin Costner out of the trailer? <laughs> <laughs> that trailer decried a much better movie than we actually experienced. You guys are fucking insane. <laughs> you guys don't know what fucking drama no. is. It's no, man, you're cinematic. Wow. Watching this, watching this film. Oh, I know. I, I see all that. But watching this film with twenty twenty eyes, it, it's hard to separate sometimes. Um, it is. It's. I think it's a really well made movie, especially for its time. You feel the same way about Star Wars. You, you you're like, oh, look at that. Uh, it's oh, just, bro, it's just good, bad. Blah, 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 blah. It's not adult stuff. Uh, what 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 are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I mean think... come on, this movie this movie knows what it's doing, right? It's having fun, yeah. is it? Well, I I thought it was. I mean, I guess I'm I'm alone here. I feel like it would have been. You know, I mean, maybe it was a product of its time because, like, I feel like if it was made today, like, you don't have to have a clear-cut good guy. And I think that's really the downfall of this movie for me is that Kevin Mm. Costner is shit and not a good guy. And... (sighs) 
they're portraying him as this like hero that you're supposed to root for and like i just don't want to root for him at all i think you're putting your own personal bias in there i think he does a fine job in this role (laughs) i I, there's nothing wrong with having there's nothing wrong with having a story that has definite good guys and bad guys i mean i i think the movie is extremely fun uh like all the characters are really well defined I think, you know, that there's definite caricatures, but like, you know, we're playing into this. It's it's a cops and robbers movie. It's 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 a cop movie, you know? Yeah, I know. Okay. I mean, that's not, yeah, maybe it is my problem because like the cops and robber movies, like I always rooted for their robbers. Like I'm a big, like I, I'm very pro villain. And so <laughs> I feel like there wasn't enough villain in this movie. <laughs> it's too much like it, it did feel guy. like It did feel like we didn't get a lot of, a lot of Capone. It's just like we cut to him and he's like, ha, 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 ha. yeah. Ha, ha, ha. And then it cuts away from him, you know? And then yeah. like 20 minutes yeah. later, we come back and he's like beating somebody to death with a baseball bat, which was badass, by the way. Yeah. It, but so he that kills scene the, is awesome. He kills a little girl and then he does that. Yes. The, the, the baseball bat scene. And you're just like, whoa, this dude is like a fucking force. How are they going to do it? And then like, that's it. You don't see him anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's like all of these Capone scenes are just dropped in. You, it's it doesn't feel connected to the rest of the movie. Like the only time that he feels even remotely like there's any kind of malice from him is when Elliot Nesson goes and tries to confront him at the hotel. That's the only time that there's any it's, sort of like, oh, okay, this is this is what he's actually up against. And that was so anticlimactic. It's it's like cutting back to Dr. Claw. You just get the moment where he's like, you know, damn it! <laughs> you know? Yeah. The, I really, the name of the movie was... is not Elliot Ness and, and Capone. It's The Untouchables. This is a movie about The Untouchables. You know? Like, Capone's the bad guy in the movie, and we do cut to him every time The Untouchables either uh, succeed or fail. Uh, you know? Right. It, I don't know, guys. Like, what are you going to have? Like, Capone, like, ordering more whiskey? I love that scene where... <laughs> I don't know, but I love the scene where they're like, oh, you're the untouchables. And then Al Capone murders the dude in the elevator, or, you know, his henchman murders the people in the elevator. And I was like, yeah, that's right, because you're not untouchable. Like, fuck you. Because, like, what? Right <laughs> so, um, in blood. <laughs> Savage, bro. <laughs> I, I hate it. That, 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 was, that seems fucked up. I like those characters, you know? Really? Yeah, no, oh, I, I, I thought that like, scene was one of the most earned things they did in the entire movie. It was great. Like, like they finally gave that one guy like his he's like oh yeah I'm a badass now and he's like flirting with the chick and then like two seconds later he's dead <laughs> he's I'm like dead. yes yeah. yes yes this is how you do all of that yes yeah like if there was more of that in this film it would have been like way more suspenseful way more like maybe I might actually root for a good guy for once but like maybe not but like at least there would have been something to that was happening. The other scene. Oh wait, something was... that was happening. This is like a nonstop okay. thrill ride. It no, is. no. Too... You have an entire major line. If he if he shoots one of your guys, you sh- you kill one of his. Right? Like, what's the point of having that line and then not showing any of those things actually happening? You what know, are you talking that... about? He throws the guy off the fucking rooftop. Yeah, yeah that yeah, was lame. Movie. I did not you, agree you with that. Like that. That was rude. No, that was okay. That was that some was nice rude. Hitchcock. So callback. they did they did they did that two was things. Great. They did, they did two things. What? They kill. They killed the one guy in the elevator, and then he throws the other dude off the roof. Like, but he only throws him off the roof because he was like Sean Connery schooled like a pig when he died, and then he like snaps and throws him off the roof because he was did gonna he bring sound him in. Like that? 
Uh, that's great, man. But no, but again, it shows that how Kevin Costner has no integrity, and he's just doing this. No, for... no, no, he, 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 he had to. He had to cross the line to get the job done, and Maybe. he became. He became. You know, that what she despised. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't get that. I feel like he stepped very comfortably into the role of gangster, even at the end where he's like, I'm going to have a drink. Fuck all you guys. Like, I've earned it because I don't give a shit anymore. And, and kind of on that, I there was that whole, this, and this was a really great scene, and they didn't do anything with it, with Kevin Costner and that, I guess it was Drago, where he's like, oh, is this where you live? Is your is your little girl having a birthday party, whatever? Like, And he's just like being so fucking creepy. That was so beautiful. And then like nothing happened. What? Like, he, let's he got blow up another little girl, okay? Yeah, that was boring. That's not, that's not interesting. Getting your family, like moving them. It's not interesting. Uh, I want to see the little girl kidnapped or blown up, okay? <laughs> Man, this is a tough crowd right here. How many little girls need to be blown up in this movie for you to be happy, Kristen? <laughs> they I really have enjoyed one. the first little girl being blown up. We can blow up a boy next. Like, I'm not, like, anti-girl. Like, it can be, like, we can switch off. It's fine. <laughs> um, you, know, the, you know, the gender was, like, the least thing I was worried about in the entire <laughs> sentence. But, you know. <laughs> it's all about gender these days. You can't bring up anything. <laughs> it's got to go there. We must kill Does children. It... Blow it up. I want to see fucking Do... body parts. I, 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 no, I, I, under, I understand. <laughs> I understand that you want to kill a child. I get it. I get it. But does it have to be a girl? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it does because I th- honestly like. Where's the sympathy for boys? I feel like that's an interesting conversation to have. But like, anyway, no, I like. I actually really love them blowing up the little girl in the first scene because it shows you how ruthless these people are. And then you just and and then the second scene with the baseball bat shows you how ruthless these people are. And then that all just goes away. And it's just like, oh, he's just like some dude who's but- like henchman won't even let him shoot anybody. Like, what what is that about? I don't know. They, it's they- not. It's not about him at that moment. It's about it's about Kevin Costner like stepping up, like Elliot, like you know, finally getting the nuts to to like you know to to take control and like you know, go try to end this now. You know, I mean, clearly Al Capone has gone soft. I don't feel like Elliot did anything really. I don't he know. Was, I, I feel was... like all the gangsters like are like they do the whole shoot to kill thing, right? The whole uh, it, the speech in the uh, in the shack outside of uh, the Canadian border. You know, yeah. I, I, I think these gangsters like. They are like they're quick to pull their guns and just mow people down. What? Yeah, I, that was the impression that I got. And so in the scenes where that doesn't happen, I'm like very confused. Like, why didn't they do that? What they they did? They tried. They were just getting shot first. No, there were there were a couple of scenes where I mean, again, I feel like Elliot should have been one of the first ones. Like, like, look again, if I'm Al Capone and I have like 20 dudes around me and they all have guns and this idiot like fresh-faced kid is like yelling at me like i'm not gonna sit here and talk to him like that's just not what's gonna happen it was in public he was he was just indicted like you know he was just brought up on charges and all this stuff you know like but if i'm buying people off then i can just do whatever i want so i don't see the hotel lobby yeah not when you're in front of all these people Quick, a thousand dollars for you. A thousand dollars. Yeah, you can get a. You got to break out the men in black neuralizer. You just have to go to the post office <laughs> and be like, "Here's some alcohol. <laughs> Are we good? Are we good? Like we're good, right?" I thought you were trying to make a Dead Red Redemption Two thing. You got to go to the post office and pay off your bounty. 
Well, that, I mean, what? No, there are several ways you can do this, okay? Oh, yeah, it holds up to video game logic, for sure. (laughs) I think that's because there were a lot of video games that based their logic on this movie. This was a formative movie for a lot of people, I think. Like, I heard about this movie for, like, all of my childhood. It was one of my dad's favorites. I've seen pieces of it on cable like so many times, but it was it was very strange to only have just now watched it in its entirety. I didn't I didn't watch this growing up, but I will say um, I oh, really man. did enjoy Sean Connery and his accent in this. He is quite delightful. There you go. Don't he's fucking litter. I, I I like his opening scene with him, where you know, like you know he's he's shaking uh, Elliot down for, for littering. <laughs> yes. You know, it's, it, uh, it's a little uh, George Bailey esque. Like, are you about to throw yourself off this bridge? And why are you fucking littering? That was a great scene. Sean Connery's yeah. great in this. Oh yeah, he's terrific. There's some there's some really great moments in this. Honestly, like, like overall, like yeah, no, no, totally. When he's talking about how he's like, man, I, I wish I could help you. You know, if it's been like you know twenty years earlier, or like you know, uh, or what do you say, twenty pounds lighter. Yeah, ten years like earlier, oh, no, twenty yeah, pounds lighter. Ten years, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just love that. I, just, I love these little moments where. Like you know, it's kind of like he's finally getting his due. You know, he, he's always wa- he, he's always wanted to do Kevin Costner's doing what Elliot Elliot Ness is doing. You know, you know, go the right path. But you know, he's just been in in the corrupt cop system for so long. You know? No, he is the corrupt cop. Hold on, he's... is he? No. Yes. 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 No, yes. I didn't see that at all. Yes. No, I yes. thought he was just. I thought he was just like you know, he's a cop, but he's he's not. You know, if you you're going to do some shit because you're part of the organization, but that doesn't necessarily mean that. I don't know. I think this is him. This no, is his he, way of solving it. He had a specific line when they were at his house, and he was like trying to recruit him to to be part of of what started the Untouchables, and he was like, "No, I I stopped doing that stuff because I I cared more about living. I wanted to actually survive, and so oh, yeah, that's yeah. why I, I walked the beat, right?" And then he's got that really great uh, racist uh, rationale when he's in that alley fight with the, with, the, with the captain where he's like, these damn guineas are taking over the whole neighborhood. I can't even <laughs> sit up at night and sleep with my eyes. It's just like, what? Oh, God damn. <laughs> Sean Connery's like, I hate Italians. <laughs> Show me a woman and I'll smack her. <laughs> <laughs> cool. uh, that was real life, uh, not his character. Yeah. In film. Uh, uh, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Uh, different time? Uh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Hmm. Not going down that road. Still not. Still not. Um, you know, we talked about the wardrobe earlier, but did you know that it was uh, by Giorgio Armani? No, it was not. Mm. He actually. Oh, really? No. It said it on screen. Yeah. Okay. So he just donated, and this guy. Damn it! Like he was. I got just, so excited. He just donated like uh, a couple of outfits. I I was like, holy shit! He actually did. He actually did wardrobe on this. <laughs> it kind of kind of blew me away. Yeah, it's the uh, like all the extras. They they took all that stuff, and Sean Connery apparently like when they they brought some of his suits he was just like i'm not i'm not wearing that shit i'm not wearing that (laughs) well there's one moment in the film where they make fun of what sean connery is wearing oh yeah well that's because he's not wearing a the cop uniform anymore he's he's wearing regular clothes that's why they got the circus in there yeah (laughs) they're like what are you doing with your nice uh shirt or whatever they called it but what was this uh what was the costume designer's name there it is marilyn vance she was the one that was uh, actually oscar nominated and she she dressed all the principal actors, which makes sense. I thought the costumes were outstanding in this. Oh yeah, I yeah, love the three piece stuff. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was it's really great. Real, it's really great. And also, we didn't bring up the writer David Mamet. Really? Wait, it was David Mamet? Oh, yeah. look at her eyes. You like it a look at her eyes. Now, she you? likes this yeah. movie better now. No, She's like, holy shit. Wait, it, it all makes been sense. so much better. It wait all makes a sense. <laughs> no, no, look. I, I, look, I think you guys are like wanting it to be a different movie, and you're, you're having, you're having trouble. Like, this is more of a, like, it's a cartoon mob movie. This is not The Godfather. This is See, not I didn't, I didn't know that going in. Like, I, I was confused as things started. I was like, oh, wow, this is not, it was, it, you're totally right. It was not what I was expecting. Yeah, it's not what I was expecting because, like, like, like if I, I didn't watch the trailer, but if I, like, I was expecting what the trailer portrayed, though, and it's a totally, it's a different movie. I don't know. I, I, I think they're deep things. Like, if you go back and, and watch it a couple times, I think there are a lot of interesting things with, um, I've seen this movie probably, like, a hundred times. I super love this movie. It's one of my favorite scores of all time. Um, so good, so good. But if you go back and watch it, I think, like, there's they're saying a lot of interesting things with not only like the characters being so black and white like this is good this is bad and but also like the news media and it does show like yes they're being portrayed in this wholesome way for the time but they're also bad people as well i don't mm-hmm. i think it it's it's got a lot of like little subtle th- subtle things in it's easy to overlook i get what you're saying it. yeah no, outs- i get what you're saying stuff. Yeah, no, no, no. That may- actually makes a lot of sense. I get it. It's not super deep, all right. It's it's a lot of surface well, level stuff here. Okay. I'm I'm just trying to think like if it was not Kevin Costner, would I enjoy this movie a lot more? Oh my gosh. And that's possible. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. We're gonna change your mind on Kevin Costner. We're gonna have to do an entire Kevin Costner mm. quarter. Okay. Mm. And quarter. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. <laughs> That's he's three months of Kevin of, Costner. He's got a lot of films. <laughs> well, I mean, we're gonna spend a whole month just on Waterworld. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've already done uh, Waterworld and, and fucking what? Uh, what else have we done? We did Robin Hood, right? We did that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we did the Dances with Wolves. No, we didn't do. No, Dances we with were wolves. gonna do Dances with Wolves. We, we didn't. didn't. Oh, that's right. Damn it. That's right. We. That's right. We we're gonna do the Postman first. Yeah. You start out of the gate strong, and then you work your way Ford, down. <laughs> Ford Lincoln Mercury. <laughs> no, man, that's a great movie. Fuck you. I like that movie. I like. I like all of his movies, man. He's good. He's good. I like do you, but but what, like, what do you mean by good? Because I didn't get that. <laughs> Fuck. It's you were so sad. I just don't get it. There's just so. It's just like. Okay, look. Hold on. Hold on. We're gonna do Field of Dreams. <laughs> Seriously, okay. you want to see okay. like like solid acting, fucking um, Darth Vader in his prime, like you know. <laughs> I know the I know the line from that, but that's it. And I What's if the line? you if you build it, they will come. And I guess they come at the end because he seems to only do like feel good, like no acting movies. So like, I'm assuming they come at the end. I don't. Know oh, you're you're saying you're, you're are you calling this movie a Hallmark movie? Yes. This is a Hallmark Hallmark gangster film. Field of, field of Dreams. <laughs> okay, that, that description is kind of accurate. It is like a Hallmark <laughs> gangster picture. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I mean, I showed this uh, to my oldest, too, and this is the first mob movie they've ever seen. That's what I said earlier. Yeah. I could watch this with my mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I saw this. When did it come out? Like eight, on NBC or something? Like when it was the movie of the week, when it was premiering? It's completely unedited. Yeah, it was exactly how it is. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I. Actually, okay, yeah, no, no, no. I mean, maybe that's the problem is um, 
because I'm thinking like I uh, the only other Brian De Palma film that I've seen is Scarface. And like the thing is, is that I'm used to having characters with depth and the good guys have <laughs> sorry, the good guys have like bad qualities and the bad guys have good qualities. And yes, everything in this is so black and white. And so like maybe maybe that's what I was maybe that's what I was grappling with along with the lack of acting that was going on here. The lack of acting. Man, brutal. She's brutal. Going for the jugular every time. I d- it's not intentional. I think he did the best he could. <laughs> Had a $25 million budget. It did. Made made $76 million. Wow. Made 106 worldwide. Look, with that trailer, like I would have gone to go see this. Look. I just made Kevin Costner a star and helped put Andy Garcia on the map as well. Yeah, Andy Garcia totally deserved it. I loved all, like, he didn't have that many lines, but his, like, facial expressions were just, like, everything. Like, I wish he had more screen time. Maybe you just couldn't take your eyes off him. You were like, oh. Andy Garcia? (laughs) Yeah, man. I told you I wanted him and Sean Connery to be, like, a team. Like, why was Kevin (laughs) Costner there? God. (laughs) Look. Just for the next 30 seconds, you can't bash Kevin Costner. <laughs> I'll say something nice about him. Go. <laughs> I mean, do you want me to say something nice about him, or do you just want me to talk about Okay, give me three things nice about Kevin Costner in this film. Okay. He has... Um, I really like his blonde hair. It's really pretty... That's one. Okay. No, it's good. I liked his hair in this. It was good. Yeah, it was, it's, I don't know if his hair is that shiny not, and like all no the movies, but it's no, really. No I was I was impressed with this the is hair. Pre mullet Costner. Okay, and also, all right, all right. No, no, no. He did have that like very like. Oh, I'm just like a dumb kid who's like 17 and hasn't done anything. But like, it kind of worked for him. Like, I enjoyed his naivete. It was just like, oh, you're like learning who you are as a person. Like, I don't know why you have a wife. He and was kids. 34 in this movie. Yeah, look, That's but like, true. if he was like 20, <laughs> I go okay. Or, or well, it was like it was like the whenever the fuck this was, 20s to 30s, whatever the fuck. So like, but if he so so like, it wouldn't have been like he wouldn't have been 30. He would have been like I don't know, 15 wanna, or 20. So like, if then. he was like 15 or 20, like you know, hadn't he had this like fresh faced like thing? Like I appreciated the fresh fresh faced kind of I've never seen the world thing. He did that really well. Um, He's he was that. actually 30. He was 31 when they filmed it. Damn. That's okay. Sometimes 31 year olds haven't. Off. Ever left the house too, and that's fine. <laughs> we all have to explore the world at some point. Um, hold on, let's, good let's, for Okay, Kevin. I need a third thing that's nice about Kevin. In this film, in the, yeah, in the film, not just about Kevin. <laughs> let's talk about Kevin. Let's talk about Elliot Ness. We need to talk about Kevin. Give me niceness about the Ness. Okay, I loved. I loved. I really thought he did a really great job. I already mentioned this. I think. In the scene where Drago comes and he's like walking, he's carrying the present for his kid and Drago is just like being super creepy and he gets so freaked out. And I was just like, yes, that is how you should be acting, Kevin, because this is actually acting and this is like what you should actually be doing because you're going up against like this huge institution because Al Capone is kind of an institution at the time in Chicago and you wouldn't just be walking around like everything is great like you should be terrified 
Um, sometimes, not always, but sometimes. And so I thought that was a really great scene, too. Yeah, he was the most believable when he was scared for his family. Like, when he rushes up the stairs and they cut to him opening the door in the the daughter's bedroom and the the bed is empty and you have that just just half a beat long enough for them to pan over and be like, just kidding, she's right there. (laughs) That was beautiful. Where are you on a bed? Like... We get it. You're scared. Don't yell at your daughter. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> no, but he's not like he's an absent father. So like it makes sense that he yelled yeah. at her. So. No. Oh, wait, that was a bad thing. Um, or I have to do a good thing again. Well, Hold no, on. I mean, that, yeah, his character is in that. Yeah. Absentee dadness. That, I mean, you know, he's a workaholic. All right. He's going to do good. Does that make it OK for you to abandon your family? though? You know, I mean, sure. Why not? Abandon wait, OK. Them, wait, leave him there. Can- all right, I clearly missed something. Can someone explain the last line to me where um, he lies to the judge and gets Al Capone's lawyer to put in a guilty plea, and then he walks over to Al Capone and says that dumbass line, and I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? What What was that about? But What's the it's, line? It's not, you it's shouldn't stop fighting. Yeah, he's using his yeah. words against him because Al Capone says that to the press earlier in the movie. Yeah. Yeah, but it, like... I mean, I feel like they're both still fighting at the same. Like, like it didn't make sense to me. Well, they they changed his plea to uh, guilty, so he's he's gonna go yeah, because, to jail. Because Kevin Costner lied. He lied. No, he didn't lie. He got the judge to to switch the juries. The reason he did it is by because, lying. It's because no, he said he, he lied. was in that black book. Yeah, but he right. wasn't. Well, okay. So the reason the judge switches the jury right is because, because he, he is on the take. He's just not in the black book. That's what I got out of that. Yeah, I see that. Yeah. Right. Right. So if the judge wasn't on the take, then it wouldn't have actually mattered if he said that in the first place. He would have been like, "Motherfucker, what are you talking about?" So he took like a fifty-fifty chance to be like, "Well, you know, like every other fucking circuit judge is in this book." Also, I feel like, I mean, obviously this is like a true story and I don't know exactly how this pans out, but like, I feel like there's so many people who still like rule from jail. And so I feel like Al Capone would totally put oh, out a hit 100%. on this dude. Oh yeah. Did. I was thinking yeah. the same. Yeah, yeah. Like just cause it goes to jail doesn't mean his empire goes away. Like, yeah. Yeah. I think a that's, hollow victory that's part for sure. of the whole like good guy versus bad guy, black versus black, black and white kind of thing where yeah, you're like, oh, you're in jail, so, so you're not a threat anymore. I'd be more concerned about this dude in jail because he's, first of all, pissed. And second of all, has like a whole <laughs> new network now. I mean, I'm assuming he had access to the jail network before, but like now, like really. Yeah, originally the movie was going to end like kind of similar how it starts with that overhead of Capone. Uh, yeah. And it was going to start with a close up this time of him getting his, you know, his face, um, that, I guess, heated up Shaved. for the shave. Yeah. And it was going to pull up, and you're going to see that he was in jail, and the reporters are still around him. But they decided to cut it because it ended the film on kind of a depressing note, where it's like, oh, oh. like you know, what what good did you really do if he's still controlling things from jail? And I don't know if that was exactly accurate too, because uh, I know Al Capone had a really hard time in jail. You know, did he? I don't know. Yeah, he did. Well, good. He's in fucking jail. Yeah, it, should, <laughs> it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be a pleasant thing. Well, I, I mean, I, I guess it depends, like, if you're Martha Stewart or not. Like, uh, <laughs> she probably had a lot. How much insider trading did uh, Al Capone do while he was? Well, we don't know. He was put away on on tax evasion. So honestly, right. I feel like he didn't really <laughs> do anything technically. So he, so he what paid like seven hundred fifty dollars in taxes or something like that. 
Oh exactly. man, I don't know. They said, what did they yeah. say in the movie? Like a million, a million and third monies in the 1930s. Well, oh man, think about how much that would be worth today. I'm not oh. doing the math, but it's good. It'd be a lot. <laughs> um, I really like Kevin Costner, uh, Elliot Ness's uh, like line at the at the end of the movie when they're like, "Where's Nitty?" and he's like, "He's in the car." His little one-liner. <laughs> yeah, he got he got his he got his action one-liner in there. God, he had to he's have one. Yeah, he's in the car. <laughs> That's so fucking badass, dude. Oh, that is so awesome, dude. Yeah, God, it's so cool. Oh. Um, if you guys get if you guys get bored later, uh, go to go to YouTube and type in Billy Drago acting class. Oh. Is acting class? There's this great, or like Billy Drago on acting or something like that. But there's this great like like thing where he's just like sitting in a chair and he's like talking real serious about acting. You know, just, he just does a scene <laughs> and it's fucking amazing. I will send it to you guys later. But anyways, yeah, oh. listeners, you should check that out to get some more Drago in your life. Everybody needs more Billy Drago. I was surprised to see him in this. He was great. Yeah, he had a run there in the uh, late 80s, early 90s. But, man, I haven't seen him recently 2014, The Dance was this last thing. I had to look it up real quick. The Dance. Not familiar with well, that. Well, who knows? Bro, he's known for doing shitty movies. Uh, <laughs> I'm shocked but because I, this know. was a masterpiece. So what? Know what this talking. is a masterpiece. Hold the fuck up! All right. <laughs> Damn Come it, on. Kristen. No way. She's, all right, look, look, look. She, she went longer than 30 seconds. I'm fucking impressed, <laughs> but mostly because we were talking. <laughs> we can't let her talk anymore, bro. Oh my goodness. No, come, come, some, mute, some, mute her, please. Some of, the, some of the blocking in this film, like uh, the blocking, the actors and the action uh, for the camera, is some of the, some of this is goddamn like outstanding like the whole the whole scene when the uh, uh what fucking wallace the guy gets murdered in the elevator like his scene lo- leading up to that it starts with like a, a conference call uh not a conference call but a, a press uh conference the press conference yeah and they're standing out in the hall they go and then it, they go down the hall then it follows uh andy garcia right and the charles martin yeah, guys they're walking out. one for sure yeah they get in the elevator you you see billy uh, draco's in the fucking elevator then we follow another woman out go down to the fucking press conference that's moved down there then we follow fucking kevin costner and them back and then we go into the elevator with that awesome fucking like triple punch in close-up oh yeah. man that is just fucking filmmaking greatness 101 it's just amazing yeah, that's a great scene. Oh, no, oh my God. The stairs. Oh, fucking the stairway the stair scene, scene is so fucking The stairway good. scene is, is, should be taught uh, to teach um, suspense. Like, it is excellent. So good. I'm, I'm waiting on you to start elaborating, Brian, because you, you know more <laughs> about it than I do. Because I actually, like I said, I've only really seen this film once, but I, I do see the, the, the greatness in that. Oh, yeah. I mean... Uh, Dude, just the the way that that's blocked, and you see the suspense, and how they're constantly cutting to the clocks, and you're cutting to the woman having trouble, and the way he's looking, like there are so many like little red herrings of like maybe mo- mobster Italian dudes <laughs> wearing hats, you can't really see their face, <laughs> right? And he's just like, is that them? Is that them? The way that builds, man, and when you get that payoff, it's still in slow motion, and the sound. Like all the sound effects of the carriage constantly hitting each step. <laughs> I love how everybody around the carriage is getting shot, yeah. and you're just waiting for the baby to get shot. Like we've already killed one kid in this motherfucker, but this one's going to survive <laughs> because it's a boy. Uh, but uh, <laughs> oh, but yeah, that's 
That's fucking awesome. But did you know that that wasn't the original ending to the movie? Yeah, well, uh, that scene was originally supposed to be like uh, actually on two, in between two trains, right? Yeah, it was trains, but but the but the budget wasn't going to allow that to happen. Yeah, they couldn't find like uh, I don't think they could find two period trains. Was that it? I thought I thought I thought they didn't have the budget to make it happen, so they just couldn't find the props. Yeah, well, they'd have to build the other train or like uh, somehow like mirror the set, kind of like mm. what they did for Titanic. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, they only built, like, one half of the ship, and then when they wanted to get the other side, they just, instead of, like, uh, building the, the other end of the, the set, they just printed everything backwards and flipped all yeah, the footage. Yeah, they reversed all the shots. So they were thinking about doing something like that, but then it just got it just got too expensive. I mean, $25 million, man, with this cast and everything. And a period piece. Period piece is always hard. Yeah. Yeah, they have, and they have several exteriors where they're, like, shutting down pretty major sections of Chicago and then like filling it with all those like 1930s cars and it it looks so good man all those exteriors look so good sometimes it feels like it's in its time and sometimes it doesn't to me like like it it feels i think that's hard like shooting in real locations to make it yeah. feel like it's still part of that time what do you mean i don't know i was thinking that like uh, i wish i remembered exactly but it's it's kind of like where he's coming in in the scene it's i think it's like a maybe a night shot but he's like coming out of a building and there's like some columns uh, some square columns. That whole scene right there doesn't feel like it's part of its time. It feels a little more modern. Are, I think it's just the, I think it's the way the city looks. There are me. a couple of shots where I was very confused on whether or not they were actually in Chicago or if they recreated Chicago on a studio in a studio. They were in Chicago the whole time. Uh, yeah. Even most of the interior sets were uh, buildings that were hollowed out and they took over. Oh really? Shot mm-hmm. in so what, not a lot of stage stuff. Um, yeah, no, I don't. I don't think there was. I don't think there were really any sets. That's awesome. Like even Sean Connery's apartment. Uh, that yeah, that wasn't even a backlight. That was actually a, an apartment in Chicago. Hmm. I love that. That's awesome. It looked great. Yeah, it looked awesome. No, I mean all, all of it looks cool, and like uh, just not getting the skyscrapers in any of the shots. Um. They had to coordinate. <laughs> their UPM had to coordinate to get all the skyscrapers to shut all their lights off. Maybe that's no why way. it looks so Holy weird. That, yeah, no, maybe that's why it looks so weird for me is because they didn't have that. Wow, they're like moving the world to get some of that shit going. That's pretty amazing. Was that like just to simulate like some of the buildings that wouldn't have been built at that period of time? Yeah. You just got to turn the lights off so you can't it's, see them in the background. That's crazy. Well, they like super well, smart. fucking overlit this yeah. thing. Like if you, if, oh for if sure, if you go look at any of the uh, any of the set photos, like even the stuff during the fucking daytime, there's like fucking ten lights out in every goddamn shot. And it's just like, why what, are they doing that? Why are you guys lighting? I I don't know. And I'm telling you, man. I think that they're using a specific film. At least I'm telling you for that for that. Go back and watch the scene of them in the uh, in the cabin, and then think about what '70s film looks like. And I'll make I'm, I'm going to have to watch the film again. I I, I mean I, I liked it a lot, um, especially visually. There's a lot of really cool shit they're doing. But th- those scenes look they've got a look about them. There, there's something different. There's something going on. I want to know what they shot this on. Let's see if the IMDb tells you. You're talking about like in in the cabin where they were waiting for the uh, yeah. raid. Yeah. Right. Well, I, I know that was uh, that was split in the they actually shot in that cabin and they split the building in half so they could get that open shot. Yeah, inside the and building. they just oh, pumped awesome. in HMIs through uh, some kind of silk. 
that's how. I, mm. Yeah. So. Did you see that on the behind the scenes? Yeah, yeah. There's yeah, there's a bunch of uh, photos. Awesome. I need to do that. Yeah, I was. I mean, I was. I, yeah, I was super impressed with the cinematography. Such a good looking movie. Are we at ratings yeah, here though? I feel like everybody's peeing right now. <laughs> <sighs> I think we're at ratings. Who's going first? Anyone? <laughs> No one's jumping at the bit right. there. Uh, uh, well, I guess I'll go first, and then it'll start high and just work its way down. Uh, <laughs> so this is a 10. This is a, a great uh, filmmaking right here. Uh, it's one of my favorite movies. Um, I think it's super enjoyable. It's really fun. You can start at a youngish age from 11 on and enjoy this film. Yes, I, I think we've talked about it. It's a little black and white, good versus evil. <sighs> Uh, but you know I'm okay with that. I like Star Wars, so obviously I'm cool with that. All right, so <laughs> I, I I can take a simple story and enjoy it for what it is. But the filmmaking and the fucking score, man, they just elevate this to like I, it's, it's like melodramatic art. It's it's so pulpy and just of its time and just oozes fucking cool. Like everything in this movie is fucking cool. The sets, the fucking costumes, like just the way everyone looks, the way they fucking talk, how everybody interacts together. And God damn it, I, I love when the Untouchables come together to get their team together. It's just everything is fucking cool, man. It's just and it's cut well. It's just it looks good, and there's so many rememberable scenes. It's just it's a fucking ten. It's it's great. Who's going next, Brian? I agree with everything you said. I think this movie is is really awesome. I looked it up. It's shot on Panavision, Panaflex Gold, Panavision C Series lenses. It's got that Pana look, bro. Uh, I don't know. I, I, and also, they, it says they they shot on uh, Kodak Eastman one twenty five T and a couple others. I'm gonna have to look those up. But that's pretty cool that that, that information exists. I think this movie is like super fun. Um, I, I think that Kevin Costner is actually really good in this, <laughs> as far as Kevin Costner goes, um, I guess. I, I don't know. I, I, I think may, maybe I should revisit my Kevin Costners. Uh, but, uh, but, but it could be, you know, Kristen, it could be that Kevin Costner was a big deal to me as a kid because I loved uh, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Like, uh, it's one of my favorite films. Like, as much as Brian loves this movie, I love Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Um, <laughs> and, and you could roll your eyes to that, maybe. I haven't seen um, it. I don't know. If you if you didn't like this movie, I don't know if you like that movie because <laughs> that's really that's Kevin fair. Costner going yeah. all the way. But that does have Alan Rickman in it. Yeah, it I love does. Alan Rickman. So when you say it's Kevin Costner like all the way, does that mean like there's nothing else to Kevin give? Costner? Like, okay, mean? so so this was Kevin Costner like this was his like debut. So this was Kevin Costner reined in. This was Kevin Costner figuring out who Kevin Costner is, right? But by the time that you get to uh, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, Kevin Costner's kind of in the driver's seat a little bit. Okay, but not, not as much as Waterworld, but you know he, he he's got he's got more he's got more say over his performance. Am I, I right, Brian? Uh, yeah, you're right. Wait, yeah, yeah. So, but you're ta- so you're telling me he like develops the personality. You, just hold on a minute. Your your turn. Your turn's coming. Uh, so <laughs> this movie is is brilliantly shot. Uh, the story is very clear. Uh, I, it, it's it's on the edge of long, but I still think that it, it plays really well. Um, I, like I said, I think I think that I, I, I wouldn't have any trouble sitting down and watching this with with the family. Uh, this is, it's 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 entertaining. 
And that's what you go to a movie to see. Uh, and any quibbles that, that I have are just like overanalyzing. But as a film goes, I mean, I completely agree with you. There's a reason that this movie made money. It's because it's fucking entertaining. And there's some great, there's, there's great actors in it. Looks amazing. Sounds great. It's a good fucking movie. I'm, I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. And I can see that it, it will probably grow more with time. As I learn more, uh, Brian De Palma. All right, Mike, Kristen, come on. Please let Kristen go last. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, Ladies last. So I, I give this an I give this an eight point five. <laughs> I know I haven't been uh, super enthused in this conversation, but um, there's a lot to appreciate about it. Um, I think every I, one of my notes was lit specifically. I love all the wide shots. Oh, um, like every time there's a wide shot and you see all the blocking and the staging and the costumes and the set design, like it's it's all all the period bits about this film are just freaking phenomenal. Um, I, there are I, I think there's a lot of wooden dialogue um, and there's a lot of delivery, mostly from Kevin Costner, that just doesn't doesn't sell it for me. Uh, but all the secondary characters are all so very interesting. I do wish that we had a little bit more from Robert De Niro, a little bit more connection of him to the world and not just like an, an observation of, uh, of him as a character. I, I wish there was a little more exploration um, because it's so heavily implied how much, um, how much of an effect he has on Elliot Ness that I would like to have seen a little bit more interplay in that. Um, but man, like Brian De Palma just knows how to how to put some shit together. Like all of his blocking, every every time there's something interesting happening, it's really fascinating. And I just wish that it was more than seventy percent of the movie. I wish it was the whole film. There's there's a lot of of kind of slow and boring parts in between. Um, so that's that's why I knock a, a an extra point off it for it. But overall, I think it was really entertaining and it was good to have finally actually experienced it in its entirety. Eight point five. Before she jumps in, I've got to let her uh, breathe this a little bit longer. I, 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 I looked up the film stocks and The Shining, Blade Runner, E.T. the ter Extraterrestrial, Alien, Apocalypse Now, Out of Africa, Indiana Jones, Temple of Doom, all shot same film stock. Yeah, that, that 125 is pretty popular. No, this this is the... Uh, the 125 was, was interesting as well. It was... Uh, Total Recall, Dune, Poltergeist. A lot of special uh, effects yeah. heavy movies. Yeah, yeah. Star Wars Episode Five, The Empire Strikes Back, the best Star Wars film. <laughs> the best. Uh, Born on the Fourth of July. It's interesting, uh, like, you know, seeing the same, the same setups on different things. Uh, but yeah, not a lot of, not a lot of uh, Westerns, where I was, which is what I was looking for. So huh. it's interesting. I think it's the lenses. I think it's the lenses that, that are doing it. Anyways. Panavisions, man. Yeah. All right. Um, I actually really enjoyed this chat because I'm going to rank it higher than I originally would have because there are so many really great things about this movie. Sean Connery and Draco and Indy Garcia and Robert. You know, everyone else in the cast is like absolutely <laughs> amazing. And the cinematography is great. And the costumes are great. And the shots are great. Um I feel like with the right editing, <clears throat> it could have been so much better, especially if you edited out certain people who shall remain nameless. And um, so subtle. 
<laughs> Very trying. subtle. I didn't say anything bad. That was, that was fine. That was it's good. A, it's a soft shade. <laughs> <laughs> I can appreciate the comic book element that you have. The whole, the Western, the, the, the good versus evil, like the, you know, the very simplistic kind of thing. And again, I think with, with, with better editing, you could have really shown that and really played to it. Um, that being said, did I enjoy this? Did I sit down and like be like, wow, I really want to watch this again? Did I sit and look at Kevin Costner's face and be like, wow, this is like a great thing that I wanted to keep doing? Uh, no. And so I'm going to have to rank it like a 6.5, which is like way higher than I was originally thinking. Because there's so many good parts of this film. Put, what, what is <laughs> He's looking at you right now. I like that cover no. better than the one with him holding the badge. That looks better. Brian is holding up the CD cover for the soundtrack. <laughs> well, it doesn't matter what it's from. It's just Kevin Costner staring <laughs> you He's about to shoot you in the face. That's fine. Pointing, I will happily, take, I will hey, happily take on Kevin Costner. What? Kristen, did you know that Kevin Costner has won for acting? I'm not even talking about directing. <laughs> Kevin Costner has won one Academy Award for uh, Shocking. acting. What, what was four, that year? Four Golden Globes for no. acting. Uh, uh, two Golden prime time. Fuck you, bro. Two time prime time <laughs> Emmys for acting. Emmys don't count. I'm sorry. Were they regional Emmys? Because I don't think that counts. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Damn. Everybody knows the Hollywood foreign press and people that watch TV are idiots. <laughs> No, I don't Anyways. know. Maybe Kevin Costner is like amazing wow. in other movies. And like I said, like, okay, maybe his whole shtick in this thing is to like not have a personality and be like very naive and not do anything. And he did have a really good acting moment. Like I said, with the, when he was afraid for his kid's life, like, uh, like that was great. If he could have done that for like the rest of the movie, like, you know, I would have been on board for him having, you know, Feelings. I don't know. Feelings. Look, feelings. Like, whether, like, all he really felt was just like cocky. He just felt cocky the whole thing. And, like, I don't, I'm not going to root for you. Like, I hope you fail. Like, kind of like Tom Cruise in every movie. I don't don't really watch Tom Cruise movies either. Actually, the last Tom Cruise movie I think I saw was like, um, um, the one with the masks and the sex. What was that one? I was that that one, yeah, and he's not cocky in that one. He's just yeah, like, he well, that's, that's a that's yeah. He's Kubrick got his cock movie, out. So. I wasn't really paying attention. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, he's, but he doesn't have his cock out in that. <laughs> <laughs> that's his finger, Jerry. Oh, his pinky finger. <laughs> what? But it's the password. No, but like honestly, like I'm so <laughs> mad at this movie because I feel like there's so many wonderful, amazing Sedalia. things in it. And like, why did you ruin it by putting Kevin Costner in it? Like, it's so bad. And like Sean Connery dies and it just keeps going forever. And you're like, why am I watching Kevin Costner? Like, I don't care about him at all. Like Brian c- Please mute her. <laughs> have to make her watch JFK. <laughs> Dude, yeah. Just, I'm just, just like the director's uh, cut where it's just three hours of fucking Kevin Costner just staring <laughs> at those glasses. Back and to the left. Back and to the left. Hey, with the glasses. Uh, yeah, those, those glasses <laughs> are ridiculous, that movie. <laughs> 
fun movie though. All right. Please, please go watch Robin Hood: Prince of Thieves. I'll add it to my list. Please. Okay. Alan Rickman. But cousin, just watch it for Alan Rickman. Kevin Costa movie. Honestly, it's worth it for <laughs> Alan Rickman. In and of himself. Because he's blunt and it'll hurt. Me. <laughs> <laughs> you made it work. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to the Movie Crew Podcast. You want to get in touch with us, you can do so by sending us an email to the movie crew at gmail.com. That's the movie crew crew spelled C R E W E. That's right, extra E at the end of the word crew at gmail.com. You guys can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Movie Crew Pod. Give us a rating and review on <laughs> Apple Podcasts. Oh, no, no, it is called Apple Podcast now. Um, damn. Yeah. Sorry. I- iTunes, Apple Podcast. Hey, you know, old things. Um, oh, we're also on uh, Amazon Music now. So please go give us a rating there. Check us out. Give us a download. Jared, where can the audience follow you? The audience can follow me on Instagram at CheckTheGate, on Twitter at Jared B. Callen, or on Apple Podcasts with my other podcast, Torror Stories. See, it's contagious, man. <laughs> iTunes fucking iTunes what's that and Mike where can they find you I am on Twitter and Instagram at Griggsy Media that's G-R-I-G-G-S-Y Media and Kristen where can they follow you you can follow me on Instagram at Kristen Magdalene and that's Kristen with a K and an I you guys can follow me on uh, Twitter at Elkins Edits, and I think we're going to close out this show tonight with two tracks because this score is fucking amazing. Uh, we're going to be playing track two titled Al Capone, and we're also going to be playing track eight, The Strength of the Righteous, also known as the main title. From Kevin Kevin Costner one. <laughs> <laughs> From composer Ennio Americone. Enjoy.
Oh man, that was a nice intro. Fuck you, Brian De Palma. <laughs> and you had to fuck it up. Oh, yo, you don't gotta put that part in there. I figured you'd cut by then. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Brian De Palma. Touchable.